Hey, welcome to the Carol Remarks Podcast. My name is Carol, and this is where I host my remarks on glamour, pop culture, and front page news. Let's get right to it. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday. I'm extra early at work today because we have a lot to go over this morning on the podcast. We're going to start, gosh, I am even hesitant to bring this one to you because it's so disgusting. It is so disgusting, but I put it out there on my ex-feed, so I might as well bring it up. We're going to talk about it first and then move on to other things that might be a little bit lighter, but probably not. I don't know. All right, sicko who sexually assaulted seven-year-old girl in front of live-streamed class sentenced to 11 years in prison. It's not enough. He needs life, and he also, well, he needs life in prison. A Chicago man was sentenced to 11 years behind bars after he was caught on camera sexually assaulting a seven-year-old girl in front of others, in front of other first graders during a remote learning class in 2020. So here's what happened. Catrell Wells, he's 21 years old, pled guilty to a felony sexual assault charge for the October 15th, 2020 attack, which was witnessed by the child's horrified teacher on a Google Meet session during the pandemic. The first grade teacher told students to mute themselves and turn off their cameras during a short break. The girl muted herself, but didn't turn off the camera. And that's when the instructor saw Walls force her to perform oral sex. The teacher quickly yelled for the other first graders to log off, and then saw Walls pick up the laptop and shut it, prosecutors said. The educator alerted the school's principal, who called the child's family, Chicago Police, and the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services, according to prosecutors. So, this guy is a relative of this girl. He was 18 at the time, still an adult, 18-year-old high schooler at the time. Uh, so, he allegedly admitted to the live-streamed attack, of course, because he was caught on camera, as well as prior assaults as part of an ongoing pattern of sexual abuse dating back to when the girl was six years old. Uh, I'm not even going to go on. You can go read it if you want. It's just horrible. Horrible. The guy needs to be life in prison. I don't understand why we are not teaching our kids to tell. Because in the article, she said that she wasn't supposed to tell her daddy because it was a secret. I don't want to know what kind of relative this guy was. Not that that, not that, that matters. But um, why are we not teaching our children to speak out and, and look? For, or why are we not teaching other people to look for signs of this anyway uh i could go on but guess what i'm writing a book about it so my memoir all right that's all you need to know about that it's not a memoir but uh so that should give you a hint of something moving on we are going to go to um oh i have an update well i don't have an update the new york post has an update for you on the woman that was found wrapped in plastic in the closet of this home so hear me out i'm going to read a little bit and then i'm going to talk about it because i'm upset the way this article reads uh pictures have emerged of the woman whose body was found wrapped in plastic in a man's room by his worried mother 
who was checking out a gas smell at her South Los Angeles home. The victim, identified by authorities as Hannah Rachel Collins, had only moved to Los Angeles from Mississippi in June, a heartbroken relative told the Post. Collins, who would call to check in with her family like clockwork each week, last spoke to relatives on August 7th, days after celebrating her 30th birthday. The suspect in Collins' killing has been described as a 26-year-old Hispanic man, but the Los Angeles Police Department has not revealed any further details, and he remained at large as of Wednesday afternoon. Why the fuck are we not blasting out his name and picture all over the place out there? Why are we not saying his name? Why are we not telling the American people who he is? You've told us who the victim is. And it gets worse, y'all. It gets worse. So the disturbing incident began to unravel at 1.15 a.m. Sunday when the suspect's mother entered his bedroom after noticing a gas smell. When she walked in, she made the horrified discovery of Colin's body wrapped in plastic. They called the paramedics, blah, blah, blah. And they, she, this woman, this girl is beautiful. They have pictures of blonde, long blonde hair. She's just very pretty, very beautiful. So, it was not immediately known Collins, when Collins died or how. Come on. The L.A. County coroner said an autopsy, an autopsy has been completed, but the cause of death has not yet, yet, not yet been made public. Why? Okay, so the woman's son was nowhere to be found at the time of the gruesome discovery. They're not saying the mother's name. They're not saying the family's name of this suspect they're not saying his name but they have pictures and her name all over the place so the body of uh, hannah collins she was 30 years old was discovered wrapped okay we, we understand that okay so it's unclear how long collins had been in his bedroom or how she knew the suspect the so here's the beginning okay here's the beginning of what is happening here a family member of collins confirmed the post she had been found inside the South L.A. home. A friend, who did not want to be identified, told the post the pretty blonde was fun, kind, and loved music and dancing, but ultimately, drugs took a hold of her. So now, you do you see what's happening here? They're starting to switch the blame to the victim. And this is a friend of hers. So the friend said Collins comes from a wonderful family who tried their best to help her, but that they drifted apart when Collins started to pursue a party lifestyle. Yet, the article above earlier said that she would call home like clockwork. So, you know, uh, this friend says, I don't like to hang out with people who do drugs and are intoxicated while they're driving or stealing things, the friend said. This is some friend, isn't it? She said, I'm in, sh or the, whoever this person was, I'm in shock because what I want to associate with Hannah is the happier and healthier memories I have of her. She probably sought that lifestyle with drugs, but you never imagined the end would be so cold and cruel. The LAPD has launched a homicide investigation. Well, no shit. So, wow. That's just, it pisses me off that they're now trying to switch the blame and almost justify her death because she wanted a party lifestyle and drugs. And the pictures that they post on here of her do not portray her that way she looks very healthy happy 
Now, when she went out there, maybe, I don't know what's, I don't know. But even if she did take to drugs, that's no reason for her death. She shouldn't have died, and they shouldn't be blaming the victim. That's just my opinion. All right, here's another story. A pilot dies in the bathroom of his jet, forcing an emergency landing after Miami takeoff. A pilot collapsed and died in the bathroom uh, during a commercial flight from Miami to Chile, prompting an emergency landing in Panama on Sunday night, on Sunday night according to the sources. Wow. He was 56 years old. Mm-hmm. Heart attack was at the helm of the Santiago-bound LATAM Airlines flight around 11 p.m. when he suffered an apparent cardiac arrest. While his two co-pilots was forced to, thank goodness, the co-pilots were, were able to land the plane. Oh, how scary. Scary, scary, scary. One passenger said a co-pilot asked if there were, were any doctors on the plane about 40 minutes after takeoff. Oh, that's not a good sign. Uh, they told us that we were going to land because the pilot felt sick. And when we arrived, they asked to have us evacuate the plane because the situation had worsened. Wow. So, wow. Just wow, wow, wow. So, that's out there on my X feed if you want to read that. Here's the next one. I know we have a lot to talk about. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, the next one, I have like one, two three more okay but we'll get through them quickly i promise did you guys remember hearing this story not too long ago about this high school student i think it was in dallas texas somewhere he had a gun in his bag and it, it just went off on the bus and it shot you know do you remember that story it's been a while so ex high school basketball star goes on string of texas robberies after a gun went off on team bus Gets arrested three times. So here we go. A former Texas high school basketball player arrested in 2022 for the accidental shooting of a team trainer has been arrested two more times in connection to a string of armed robberies. Kieran Henderson, a six foot six senior on the Kimball High School Dallas boys basketball team, had traveled with the team to San Antonio in March of 2022 for the boys basketball state championship game when a gun he had inside his bag went off hitting the team's female student trainer in the ankle so first of all how does a gun just go off in your bag did he not have the safety on did he not have it in a holster and first of all why did he have it on the bus uh so henderson it was 18 at the time was arrested the next day on two felony charges according to the dallas news with court documents indicating one of the charges Related to possession, okay, blah, blah, blah. The rising star who had previously committed to West Texas A&M to play football was released from jail two days after his arrest, and the case was dismissed in August 2022. So it was dismissed. <sighs> Henderson was immediately removed from the team following the shooting, and with his court date dismissed, what does he decide to do? He turned to crime spree robbing multiple people and eventually getting arrested two more times in a matter of 18 days. Wow. And his, you should see him. He looks like a fucking thug too. In April, Henderson was arrested and booked for two felony charges. Anyway, you can go read it all over there. Wow. 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 Henderson, 
Henderson 19 was released on 50,000 bond on April 14th and put on electronic monitoring, but was arrested 10 days later after he failed to comply with the bond conditions. Okay, yeah, you can go read it all over there on my X feed. Woo! All right, this next one, I'm going to save that one for last because this one's kind of fun. And it, it also, well, no, it doesn't pertain to my question of the day. But anyway, we're going to read this. So this statement by the Maui chief doesn't regret not activating sirens during wildfire. And this is a quote. We would not have saved those people. Uh, okay, so you determined that, but you should, uh, I, that is just so wrong, in my opinion. So, uh, the head of Maui's emergency management agency asserted on Wednesday that he has no regrets about failing to activate warning sirens as the apocalyptic wildfires swept through the islands, despite claims the system could have saved hundreds of lives. Chief Herman Andea defended his decision to only send out alerts via mobile devices, radio and television, and the county's opt-in resident alert system after his, after his experience and qualifications for the lofty position were called into question during a press conference held by the governor. Andea said that the blaring sirens are typically reserved for tsunami warnings, and that Hawaiians are trained to seek higher ground when they are set off, which would have been toward the fast-moving infernos that, that killed. So maybe, but maybe not. Had we, But you also sent out the text messages and television alerts. You should have done the alarm, too, I think. Had we sounded the siren that night, we're afraid that people would have gotten toward them gone toward the mountains and if that was the case then they would have gone into the fire that okay maybe maybe so maybe maybe i don't know but but you did send out the text alerts too so i don't know i think people are smart enough to realize wildfires wildfires are coming to them and, and go to the opposite direction but i don't know who knows all right we're going to move on to this last one and then i'll be done except for the question of the day. All right, this is kind of a fun one. I thought it was funny, but also not funny. <laughs> a woman breaks the internet by revealing her and hubby's bizarre bedroom habit. All right, brown chicken, brown cow, before you go, before you go there with the Jeffy thoughts, it's not what you think. A California TikToker had the internet ready to take the to the mattresses after revealing she and her husband regularly switched which side of the bed they sleep on. Angela Murphy, posting as renovating your home, dropped her boudoir bombshell in a video that has racked up roughly 1 million views. What the hell? You people are weird. <laughs> Why you want to go watch something like that? But anyway, I'm reading about it, so maybe I'm weird too. Okay. I really need to know if we are alone in this. Do you randomly pick which side of the bed you are going to? Murphy queried. No, absolutely not. We do not randomly. We are civilized human beings. Okay. We are, uh, we have brains and we are higher than the animals. We do not willy nilly pick which side of the bed we're going to sleep on. We have our designated positions. Okay. Let me sh get that straight right now. 
The Los Angeles resident frequently uploads tutorials on revamping one's dom domicile. However, things quickly went from soft to extra firm on her feed after followers, followers saw Murphy divulge in her recent post that she and hubby Skyler, okay, first of all, your husband's name is Skyler, no, <sighs> switch positions on the regular. We do not have a regular side of the bed that we sleep on, admits the residential makeover maven in the clip which shows her sitting on the couple's bed. It's never discussed. We just randomly pick a side we sleep. No, that is not how it's done. No, ma'am. You need to have your own designated, designated side of the bed. Period. Because, you know, you got your nightstand over there. You got all your stuff on it that you need if you need anything throughout the night. No, this is... No, this is wrong. And I feel very strongly about this. Okay? All right. Question of the day. When you go out to a restaurant, Mexican restaurant, and they give you, you know, your chips and they give you the salsa, do you also order extra queso? So my question is, with when it comes to the chips, <clears throat> the Mexican chips, whatever, do you prefer salsa or do you prefer the, prefer the queso? We always get a thing of queso. I prefer the queso with my chips. So there's your question of the day. Uh, look how long I've gone. 17 whole minutes, y'all. I'm sorry. I'll try to make it shorter tomorrow. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy.